ladies and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. Yeah. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. Win. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome into another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert and Jamie Eisner here with you. I hope you got your popcorn. I hope you're sitting down. I hope you have about three hours of your time that you're ready to give to us. Because I don't know how long this podcast is going to go. We have what... I can only describe as one of the better weekends of professional wrestling when you think about what happened in WWE, what happened in NXT, what happened in New Japan over the weekend. One of the best weekends of professional wrestling that we have seen in a very, very long time. We're going to break it all down. So, Jamie, you got your, you got your Coke Zero over there or Coke Zero Sugar, whatever they're calling it now. Yeah, whatever they're branding it now. Yeah, I, I, uh, this is the, the best weekend of wrestling I can remember in some time. Uh, I will, yeah. I, this, I can't even yeah. pinpoint an, uh, a challenger at the moment. No, and I want to apologize in advance because we are going to try our best to do this in order. We're going to start with NXT. We're also going to talk about everything that happened last night at the Royal Rumble. But my apologies in advance. We are going to sidebar so much on this show because there are so many things to get into. There are so many things to talk about, and we really want to make sure that we cover it all here for you. So, Jamie, let's get right into it. NXT TakeOver Philadelphia opens up, which is what I thought a little bit of a surprise. I thought the, the Velveteen Dream and, and Cash Stoner were going to start as you're doing the Undisputed Era sign to me. This is a radio show, as I you know. always tell me, that people can't see you doing that. The Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, defeated the Authors of Pain in a tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. And here's what I will say to you, Jamie, that I thought would, was very interesting. As you know, I'm a, I'm a big, um, I'm not a big fan of roll-up finishes. I don't like them. I don't think they serve a purpose. They're just, they're just cop-outs, right? They're, for 50-50 booking, they just kind of use them. I thought on tonight on, on that show on Saturday they did two roll up finishes or two surprise roll up finishes. I thought both of them were executed perfectly and played a major role in the story that they were trying to tell. See, it's always I, I always use go back to this phrase. It's all about intent. Yes. Is the intent of using whether it's a schoolboy or whatever a small package, whatever, is the intent of that finish to further a storyline based on the match that you were telling us. Like, in that match, are you telling us a story in which that makes sense, or are you using it only because we can't figure out a finish that, that allows us to do a rematch the next week? And in this case, you had two finishes that it made perfect sense for them to end the way that they ended and actually furthered the storyline they were telling in the ring and will further the storyline overall. Yeah, and in this case, the, the, the big finish was the Authors of Pain hit this, tried to hit the Super Collider, uh, and I believe it was Kyle O'Reilly kind of does a Hurricane Rana to, I believe yeah. it was Akam. I think it was Akam, and Akam hits Razar. Razar gets bumped out of the ring, and Kyle O'Reilly kind of hits him with a roll-up finish, and they pick up the victory, kind of sneaking away with that match. And that was kind of the story they were trying to tell. They had the advantage early, but the Authors of Pain, being just these powerful gentlemen that they are, came back and with their brute force looked like they were going to overpower Fish and O'Reilly, but they were able to sneak out with the victory. I thought this was a very good match, a very good opener. 
And it was it was clunky at times, but look, I mean, Fish and O'Reilly are just incredible, and I'm so glad they're getting a chance to showcase their skills in front of this main stage uh, that is NXT. This was a very good match, a very good opener, and then we had... And I think this, before we fully get off of this match, I believe there's a... Here's my bold prediction, but I believe there's a small chance that this was Authors of Pain's swan song in NXT. We'll see. I, I wrote today, I, I, we'll talk about this probably at the end of the show, talking about Raw tonight. I do think there are some post-Rumble NXT call-ups in our future, both tonight and tomorrow. I think the surprises that we got last night continue to roll over into tonight and tomorrow. The Velveteen Dream defeated Cassius Ono in a match that was thrown on the card, right? They threw this on the card yeah. last minute. Boy, did it deliver. That The opening five minutes of this match were just awesome with the Velveteen Dream hitting the knockout and thinking the match was over. That was place so, went nuts that, for that it. Was so good. Uh, I mean, this was just books so well clunky at the end. Uh, Velveteen Dream had a tough time picking up Cassius Ono for a couple of those moves towards the end. It was a, it was a little clunky. Yeah. But look, you needed Velveteen Dream to get a win back. This is basically Cassius Ono's spot on the card right now, putting over all this young talent. He continues to do. At some point, Ono's going to have to win one of these to kind of reestablish himself. I don't know who it's going to be against, but I think you have to kind of build him back up so that these matches mean a little bit more. But for the Velveteen Dream, who kind of lost some of that that shine that he had after his match with Aleister Black and then getting hurt and not being on NXT TV for a while, I thought this was a perfect way to get him back and get him moving forward to whatever's next for him. The Velveteen Dream is must-see television. Oh, he's, he's incredible. It's uh, I am completely captivated every time he is on the screen. And as I watched that match, and by, the, by the way, I love that elbow drop spot off of the top of the post versus the top rope. Um, I do wonder now, because I, I hadn't seen anybody use that particular spot to jump off of yet. I'm incredibly interested in what his future is. As I watch him more and more, I wonder if WWE will be better served keeping him on a limited TV schedule. I start to wonder, does that gimmick start to wear on people if that is on TV on a weekly basis? It's not wearing off on me. I'll tell but you that much. it's not on TV on a weekly basis. True. And part, and of that was, part of that was because he was hurt. Yes, but part of it's the way just NXT books itself. But yes. I mean, again, I l- love everything Patrick Clark is and I love the gimmick. I just, as I'm sitting here, I watch it and I go, it always feels special when he's just the full Velveteen dream, and I fear one day that, that, that that's going to be taken away if it becomes a weekly thing. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying, but what I will say is I, I come from the belief and I come from the mindset where I didn't think the Velveteen Dream's gimmick was going to work in the first place, and now I'm probably his biggest fan. So he, he turned something I wasn't a fan of into something awesome. I have a lot of confidence in Patrick Clark, who is still only 22 years old. I yeah. like to remind everybody that. He can still, I mean, he's younger than both of us. Correct. And he's doing stuff like this. So I have a lot of confidence in him being able to continue to get that act over. This is the perfect example of how big of a factor the wrestler buying into the gimmick is in the gimmick working. Yes. Because you can be stuck with bad gimmicks. And sometimes it doesn't matter how much you buy in, the gimmick is so bad that nobody relates to it. But when you're a talented and you buy into a ridiculous gimmick like this and just go for it full force, this is one of the results. That mm-hmm. it could be you actually take a gimmick that could – if, if I, if I explain to you what the Velveteen Dream was and I say he is going to wrestle in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania against Chris Hero and be 20 times more over than Chris Hero, you would not believe me. No. But what he but but when you buy in fully, when you fully commit to being this ridiculous character that 
the velvet, the velvet team stand is. This is what this is what one of the results can be. Yeah, and I thought for a match that they literally threw on the card last minute, this delivered everything that it needed to be. Then we got the singles match for the NXT Women's Championship, Ember Moon against Shayna Baszler. You know, I got to talk about this. Oh boy, I was very, very impressed with Shayna Baszler. Mm -hmm. I was even more impressed with how Ember Moon helped Shayna Baszler through this match. Can I add to that? I am more impressed that they booked a finish that kept Ember as champion, but made Shayna look like a badass. Every, I, I get, uh, yes. Everybody came out smelling like roses. Right. Here. Ember Moon's still the champion. And this Shayna Baszler, badass. And this was the point that Triple H made. I watched his Facebook Live post I show. did not. So I would love to, I'd, so, I'd love to hear now what Now keep said. in mind, he, it's a little that post show is 70% kayfabe. He blurs the lines a lot, but yes, it's more kayfabe he than anything else. He speaks about it as an athletic competition, but an athletic competition in storyline. Like yes. He's not telling you, well, we, you know, we like Shayna Baszler putting her... Like He's not going to use those kind of terms. No, no, no. He was talking about how, and this is a storyline that they're trying to tell us now, Ember Moon won the match. She's still the champion. But at the end of the night, did anybody think Ember Moon looked the best? No. At the end of the night, Shayna Baszler's the one that looked like the champion, even though she doesn't have the belt. Correct. So that leads to even more storyline down the road. I was very impressed. Uh, I know you, you've you always been an Ember Moon fan. Mm -hmm. I've liked her. I, I'm beginning to really, really like her. I'm beginning to like her more and more the more I see her work. And, I, you know, we'll talk about what her, her next appearance of the weekend here a little bit later in the show. But I, I was remarkably impressed by how she helped Shayna Baszler through this match. And that Shayna Baszler was able to do more things than I thought she was able to do this early in her training process. The finish, I thought, was awesome. Uh, the idea of Baszler, you know, kind of treating it like a UFC match, thinking that she can get the finish with the submission, and then out of nowhere, just like you see in a UFC fight, Amber Moon rolls her up for the victory. But that, but that and I think if you tell the story properly, you say, look, Shayna... You have to worry about your shoulders being down. This isn't MMA. Mm -hmm. You just can't keep the hold on. And you, you keep the hold on, your shoulders are down, you lose. Is what has happened. Right. So I like that angle of this is her wrestling experience coming back to bite her. And that, to me, allows her character to evolve from MMA person that wants to be wrestler, which we're going to get to another person that's doing that a little bit later on. Oh, was the there show. another? There's yeah, there's somebody else from Something the else of happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, something else happened. I had heard about that. The next day. Into, I'm now a wrestler, I know how this all works. Because it's one thing to have an MMA background, but it's another thing to step in through those ropes and win a wrestling match. And I think if there's ever a place that can tell that story, because of the way they book their show, it's NXT. I thought they laid the groundwork for that. And Ember Moon, man, can she sell. I mean, she can yeah. sell anything. She's, She's incredible. Uh, I, I know they didn't have the foresight to do it, but maybe don't announce her from Dallas. In the heart of Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, they, they, they didn't do her. They didn't do, they didn't do her any favors. To start but the nice a Dallas sucks chance. She did turn it around, and they was did yeah, for by the she's end. Supremely yes. talented. So all right, Jamie, I want to pause right here for just one quick second. Okay, okay. it's not a sponsorship. It's not like Talk is Jericho oh. where I'm going to plug. We don't have any sponsors. Oh, yet. Although if they'd like to sponsor us, you can just reach yeah, just out give to us one money. Else. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I don't well, think that's that, okay. Not really the sales pitch that we should be going for. Give money to me, this, not Chris, but to me. The first three matches of this show were. 
were were good. I don't. I wouldn't call any of them great. They, no, they were, were good. Great. They served their purpose. They were good. I'm sitting there, and Alistair Black, Adam Cole's about to start, and I, I and I'm I'm fully anticipating that to be a good match. I'm expecting the main event to be a good match, but I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? For NXT standards, and this is kind of unfair, because NXT has some incredibly high standards that they have set on themselves because of how good their takeovers are. As Jamie is messing with one of the microphones over there, I'm just waiting for you to drop it I, and I'm make just, noise. It looks like it's going to fall over. Okay, I, I thought you were going to help it fall over there for a second. I, I might. That as we headed into these last two matches, based on NXT standards, I went, this is probably just a average NXT so far takeover. Just an average one. That doesn't mean it was bad, but it was good, but it was just average compared to these other takeovers that they had. And then Aleister Black and Adam Cole went out there. And they just performed an absolute car crash in the best way possible. There were, I, I mean... What? What did Adam Cole take an AA onto two chairs with his back hitting the... I, I, my back hurts just talking about the spot. Yes, again, the, you can't gimmick that fall. No, that hurts that, those are Those are aluminum chairs that you're getting AA onto. Yeah, yes. like, yeah, that's, that's it. You can't gimmick that. Uh, Alistair Black goes through two tables. They do a kendo stick spot. Uh, Alistair Black hits him with a double knee through the table. Uh, and meanwhile, Adam Cole... Tore up his thumb at some point in the match. Yeah, he was he was busted all open all over the place. Yeah, because it was his stomach, and they they ended up finally wrapping and, it later in the match. And I'm but. watching this match, and you, and and I and this is funny because now in in hindsight with the whole show over, I'm watching this match, and Alistair Black at one point goes under the table to grab some weapons, and I see a monitor underneath. I did too. I underneath went, the, oh, the mon yeah. underneath the, the ring, and I literally turned because I was watching it with a buddy. I turned to him and I said, "I swear to God, if Champa comes out from under that ring." I'm going to fly to Philadelphia. I'm going to personally hurt him. So that was my first thought. And then very quickly, I got back into the match. Then later on, they had that random NXT little crate thing yeah. that was in a weird spot that they I've never seen them set up the yeah. ring that way. And I turned and I went, he's in that damn thing. He's going to be in there. He's going to pop out. He's going to ruin the match. My brain couldn't stop thinking about it because I knew it was the next match. I couldn't get myself out of where's Ciampa going to come from. But then Black and Cole got me right back into their match. Oh, absolutely. No, but when I did see the monitor under the ring, which for which they tried to then hide in later camera shots by shooting from different angles because it was painfully obvious that that's what that was. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that, that's where Chopper's going to be. Yeah. Like, they're going to, in, in between matches, the lights are going to go out, the crew's going to come down, he's going to be in the all black get up and then go under the ring, and that's where he's going to be. Uh, but no, it, it was a, a pretty incredible match. I have one slight nitpick. No, no, there's no complaining on this show, Jamie, today. I, 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 I'm, I gonna bo one, I'm booking a face turn for myself today. There's no complaining. I have complaining. one slight nitpick. Okay, I'll allow it, but I can overrule it after you say it. I would have personally liked if Aleister Black would have waited until later in the match to use weapons. I thought, I think I was preparing myself for the angle of Adam Cole is going to hit him with every single weapon... And Alistair Black is going to refuse to use anything but his own body because he, as he claimed, his own body is the weapon. Until at the very end, when Cole forced him to finally need to use it, and that was going to lead into the finish. That I would have preferred that a little bit more. It was still an excellent match. It's a minor nitpick. All right, I'll allow it. If that's the only nitpick you're going to have on this podcast. That's the only I'll nitpick allow. I have for NXT right now, really. Okay. So Alistair Black gets to win, and I think it kind of points to what we were talking about, Jamie, of Alistair Black needing that victory for what they're going to plan for him, mm -hmm. kind of post the WrestleMania takeover down in New Orleans. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Andrade San Almas against Shadi Gargano for the NXT Championship, and I will start with two statements, and then we'll just take this from where it is. These are just my personal statements. Jamie does not vouch for these statements. These are the statements of mine 
and mine only. One, that is the most emotionally invested in a match that I have been in my entire wrestling life. Jamie, you can attest to this. I am sitting here wearing a Johnny Wrestling shirt you right are. now. This is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. I love watching Johnny Gargano. That is the most emotionally vested I've been in a match in a very long time, if not ever. Two, that is the best WWE match that I have seen in at least the last five to ten years, if not all time. Those are, those are just my all personal right, so beliefs let's on go this from match. There. For emotional investment, this match, by the way, was awesome. Like, if this doesn't get five stars, I don't know what does. This match was unbelievable. Oh, we're getting uh, invaded by the, the air. Invaded, All right, we'll like, turn it off. So I, I will gush about this match while you get here. I'm in my Nakamura shirt, by the way, because I wear shirts of winners. Unlike somebody you. over there as Chris yells back at me. This match was unbelievable. There, the storytelling in this match, the physicality, the the emotion of... You had the audience that was waiting for Ciampa, but you have Candice LeRae and his family out there. You, you, you really... I mean, I, I hate to make this comparison because everybody always makes the same comparison, and they're, they're different wrestlers at a different time. They're different workers. Well, Daniel Bryan. But they had the Daniel Bryan feel. They uh, had moral the, reference it on commentary. They had the you know, Candice LeRae, Brie Bella. I yeah. mean, they had everything that you would want to see. But they didn't insult you with it. No. Laura they, said it once, and that was it. Yes, and I hope they keep it like that because, again, their efforts to turn anybody else into Daniel Bryan has not panned out well for them because, again, they're different wrestlers. Johnny Gargano could succeed without being the next Daniel Bryan in air quotes. This match was everything I wanted to be. I, It's clearly the match of 2018. It's probably better than... I. I it's it, better than Omega Jericho. Well, no, no it's better than Omega Jericho. I've said, I don't think it's better than the Omega Okada no. trilogy. No, 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 no. It's better than three. From but, it's, but it's not better than the first two, no, though. No, it's not. But for WWE match, yes, I, I'm trying to remember the last time I thought because I, I I would rate this higher than as much as I love Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black, I would rate this higher. And I think it's better than Punk Cena, which I think is the standard bear nowadays for good or all time great WWE matches. It's better than Punk. It Cena. is better than Punk Cena. I think Punk Cena gets extra boat boost because its story was so awesome. Yep, I thought this had a better in ring story. Than yes, Punk. this had a better in ring story. All P right, Punk Cena was a multi month. Build. I got home from a Royal Rumble watch party last night. I watched this match again. And the main thing I wanted to watch for was I heard a lot of praise from Morrow on commentary. I was too emotionally invested in what yeah. Gargano was doing to listen to commentary. Morrow is incredible. He was. Percy, uh, I want to give Percy a ton of credit. I, I bash him on this show all the time. With Nigel out, I was concerned at the top of the show. I went, oh, no. That's a tough spot to be in because I don't know how, mu how much notice they got on that. Percy did an excellent job last yeah, he did. Uh, two nights ago. I thought he did really good. Here's where I think this match went from good to great match to an all-time classic. They had some of the best near falls I've ever seen. And here's why. After Vega did the Hurricane Rana into the stairs and Amos got him in and hit him with the DDT, I thought for sure that that was going to be the finish. They were going to do it again. And he kicked out. Then I thought Gargano had him when he hit him with the slingshot DDT. And then Amos kicked out. And then I thought, for sure, after all that we had been through, when he got him in the second Gargano no escape, that he was going to win the match. Yeah. And then Amos got his foot on the rope. Again, and that, that was a case of good camera angle. Like, I could tell from just watching where he was in the ring that he was going to get his foot there, but it was not easy for most people to see that. I, just incredible, uh, uh, incredible match. And then, of course, let's, I, I, I don't want to talk about it. 
But we have to. Well, talk but about before it. we do that, okay. we need to we need to give a hell of a lot of credit to Andrade Cien Almas, who apparently, according to the internet, uh, people aren't sold on him. I sh I shared with a tweet with you about Look, people not sold about Andrade Cien Almas. I okay. So as somebody that was in that group eighteen months ago, that's because you don't watch CMLL. Uh, I was like, I, well, I, I just watched him from his time in NXT. I seen highlight tapes, but again, highlight tapes are a tough way to evaluate a wrestler. I saw him when he first got in NXT, and I went, all right, I, I don't, I don't see it yet. And I, I just, I, I, not that I wouldn't say I didn't get it because it wasn't anything to get. I just, I, was like, I saw him and I was like, okay, I, he's an excellent worker in the ring, but that looks like he's all, all he's ever going to be. He's going to be a great hand, and and that's it. And he has uh, – actually, Triple H put this wonderfully on that Facebook Live. He said, Andrade Cien Almas is one of those people who are so good at what they do that they always rise to one notch above the level they need to to win. And that then you don't really know where their actual peak is because they just rise to one level above where they need to get to. And you can continue pushing them up and up and up and up. And Almas is that guy. He is unbelievable. Zelina Vega gives him uh, that mouthpiece that he desperately needs. She is uh, excellent. She is a star, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like She is a star. And those two together can be main eventers on the main roster. You, I, and I, you talk about Vince always looking for that Latino star because they did it with Rey Mysterio. They tried to do it with Alberto Del Rio. I, I mean, I try to say Anamos is the guy. They haven't had anybody since Mysterio. Who will? Who? By the we'll way, we'll talk about we'll, a little we'll, bit later. We'll get to him. Hell of a pop from Mysterio, by the way. We'll get to him, by the way. Uh, this match, I thought, sold everybody in that crowd knew who Johnny Gargano was. Yeah. Everybody in that crowd knew what Johnny Wrestling was going to be able to do. And as you know, I've been a little bit ahead of the curve on the Almas bandwagon because I've watched him in New Japan yeah, you, and you, CMLL La Sombra, so I've seen him a little bit more. I'm glad that he's finally getting the recognition he deserves. And to, to be fair. He did not have the best start in NXT, and part of that was because of the booking, but he did not have a great start. This is really what his peak is all about. And look, for a guy that was viewed as a transitional champion after he beat Drew McIntyre, this solidified him as a guy that I wouldn't want to face. He could no, beat anybody. I, uh, as I look at this, because I, I've fantasy booked in my mind, and since the second he won that belt from McIntyre, that they're going, they going to get that belt on Cole at Mania. Are they? Take over New Orleans. Are they? I still think mark? they are. But if they do, I'm going to be a little sad about it now. And I love Adam Cole. Because Almas has been so because good. Because Almas has been... You know what? I always like... There's just, And maybe again, this is just a marky thing to say. But when somebody gets the belt and then elevates their game, I have an immense amount of respect for that. Mm -hmm. Cien Almas has got, got better up into his match won the match in a phenomenal match, and took the title and said, you think that was the best I got? And he ain't even close. And he puts and on a classic. And above again. Puts on a classic. I love that. I That's, love that passion that somebody says, hey, I, I've, I've gotten to the mountaintop, and now I'm going to work even harder than I was before. That's clearly the best NXT match of all time. Uh, that, 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 to me, clears the Zayn Neville match, which has the, been the standard bear of NXT matches. Uh, Zayn Nakamura is another one that people like to yeah, throw Yeah, Nakamura. Think, I think that clears both of those. Um, 32 minutes, the official timer. That's one of the longest matches in the last five years for WWE. I didn't even know it was that long watching it. Live. Yeah, because everything flowed. Yep. Every, even when they were resting, it just it, it made sense. It made sense, and it was perfect. 
And then again, I don't want to talk about it. But we have to talk about, and I can't, I want to curse so bad right now on this show. I was so angry. They threw up the little watermark in the bottom left corner with Gargano when he turned his back to the, to the, to the entrance. They put up that watermark, and the buddy that I was watching was Jesse Bork, FRS Slam Rider. We both, in the same, the same time, went, nope, I don't believe you. It's not happening. That watermark means nothing to me. That trademark logo means nothing to me. And of course, that son of a gun, Tommaso Ciampa, came out with his crutch, and he hit... Johnny Gargano when he was down, which, by the he way, walloped him with that. I, I thought he hit Candice. When I watched it live, I thought he hit Candice, and I rewatched it, and he, and he obviously clears Candice. She doesn't get hit. But, man, he just destroyed his back. And then I got myself thinking. You didn't even have Candice talking to Johnny. says, your back is bleeding, because it was. He walloped him. And then I got to thinking. That's the old adage. You always hit your friends harder. Yeah. Oh, he hit him good. Would have that would that moment have been better if Gargano was celebrating a championship victory? And then I thought, no, no, because Ciampa always gets him when he's at his lowest. And that is what I get. I hate to keep going back to this, but this uh, this is what uh, that Triple H Facebook Live because I, I want to see as somebody that's the person that's booking the show. I want to see how he is selling what happened in the ring because I want to see what is going on in because we we can have five people watch a match yes. and come away with five different sometimes slightly sometimes massively different viewpoints. Correct. The point he made was Johnny Gargano feeling as low as he possibly could feel and Tommaso Ciampa comes out and says you can always feel lower. And that is the Tommaso Ciampa character. He did it in NXT Takeover Chicago after they lost the belts and now he did it here again. It actually plays so great into the story. And by the way, a lot of people talking about getting heel heat nowadays, and Jinder Mahal was the example, right, of getting heel heat in today's era because it's really tough to do that because if you're a heel and you're well-liked, I'm looking at you, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you kind of get cheered. Tommaso Ciampa is so good at being a heel that we recognize how good he is at being a heel and we boo him actually because we support him. That's where we're at right now. As, as the internet wrestling community, we hate Ciampa not because we think he's not a good heel or shouldn't be in the spot that he's in. We're actually booing him because we think he's doing such a good job of being a heel. Like, that's where the reality era, as Triple H has called it in the past, it kind of works in their favor. Is we are so, we are such great admirers of what Tommaso Ciampa is doing. Our way of supporting him is not to cheer him like we do with a Kevin Owens or a Sami Zayn. We actually boo him because he's so good. And I thought, I thought two nights ago was the perfect example of that. I will tell you this, Jamie. My immediate takeaway from Tommaso Ciampa walking away after the attack. Oof, he didn't. That that doesn't look like a guy that can wrestle in two months. That didn't look to me. And again, I'm I'm not going to say that I'm some wrestling genius that can't be worked because I have been worked even in the last five years on things. I was worked two days ago. I thought Gargano was winning the belt multiple times in that match. That did not look to me like somebody selling. That no. looked to me like somebody that's legitimately. Like their knee is not where they need to be because we've we've seen other athletes. I mean, again, we work in the sports world. We see guys in the NFL. But in particular, all the time have ACL, MCL injuries, and kind of see them come back and like let's look at like Carson Wentz, uh, that's been on the sideline going to the Super Bowl. We see how he has been kind of limping around and how his mobility is limited. That looked a lot like what was happening with okay. Tommaso Ciampa. ACL injury, how mo- how long normally? Normally twelve months, but if you're a really good uh, athlete, you could do nine. If you're a really good athlete, eight or nine, right? Yeah, keep in mind if you have the best care possible. And, and you're rehabbing and as if you're a full-time a, and, job. And if you're a WWE superstar or an NXT superstar, you have the best care possible. Yeah, and, you and have, again, you're rehabbing like a full-time job. Like, correct. I, I have a friend of mine that was in, in the Marines, and he 
tore his ACL. He was in the Marine, the mo- the movie no, with the, the Marines. Miz? He oh, was the in Marines. the Marine with Miz. But oh, he was in the Marine. The actual okay, the right, military sorry. branch. Okay, I didn't want to get them confused for everybody. And he tore his ACL, and it took him close. And again, he was just uh, it was just normal kind of everyday normal person care. It took him 15, 16 months to get back to, and he even still doesn't run the way he used to. So let's, I'm, I'm going to play this out. When did Ciampa tear his knee? Around takeover Chicago. Yeah. Which was less than a year ago. Yeah. It's been about six months at this point, it's I want to say. Uh, basically, Mania's takeover would be right at the, it would, right. it would meet the early part of a possible timeline. Right. But if they didn't feel he was close, they wouldn't have done that angle. No. But also, again, I like how they protected themselves by him not getting involved in the match. Correct. I thought that was the, that was them trying to, to, to kind of give themselves an out if they need to. This went from a takeover that I was just met about, and those final two matches made it one of the best NXTs of all time. Yeah, that, that, and that, that show, and the main event was 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 huge. I mean, that's a five star. I would even give it five and a half stars. I mean, I I'm, I, was, I am curious to see. The first thing I thought of when that match ended was I won. Has WWE ever had a, a match above five stars? I don't believe so. Right? It's only been that the New Japan, only been the Okada Omega stuff. Yes, the the the, the five star matches that WWE has had: Cena Punk and Taker Michaels. Was 20, yeah, the five first stars. One. Yeah, yes. Taker, Taker Michaels first one, which was those were five stars. To me, that is the best WWE wrestling match I've ever seen. This one was pretty close. If not better. I think this one was better. Well, so you see how you were emotionally invested in that. Because I'm a Gargano guy. I'm a, I, Shawn Michaels is my right, favorite wrestler. Right, So And I get that. And that angle with The Undertaker where, again, and at that time, nobody on earth thought that Taker was going to lose his streak. And yet I thought multiple times that match that Taker was going to lose his streak to, to Shawn Michaels. So, I want to see what this gets. I think it gets more than five stars. I will go on record saying that. I think it's the first WWE match to ever get more than five stars. I, I will. When, I will, when does Meltzer come? Is, uh, is it'll be, it'll be it, some, sometime this week. Yeah, Trust me, I will week. let you know when he gives that. Oh, I'm sure you will. Let's move on, Jamie, because we got a lot of things to get to. Let's go to the Royal Rumble 2018. Do we want to touch on the New Beginnings stuff? Yeah, let's talk a, about At least the part that everybody knows Okay, about. by the way, I am 27 minutes into the first. I, I can actually turn my computer screen and show you. I'm watching it while I'm at the office today because I have a lot of catching up to do for... I, I'm... I, Hint, hint, my column this week may be on Kenny Omega, so I'm trying to catch up to it in order to do that. I am, so I'm only 27 minutes in, but I've had it spoiled for me that we have a new spoiler alert to everybody who has oh, not yeah, seen the Oh, yeah, by the way, if you beginning. don't want to know this, like, and this is a big ahead de- like 10 minutes. And this is a big deal. So I, I, I'm going to allow you, this is my filibuster, so that you can yes, move ahead in the podcast. Yes, New Japan yes. Bullet Club related so spoiler. You do, if you do not want the spoiler for you, and you probably don't if you're a wrestling fan, Skip ahead. That's all we're going to tell you. Okay. Now that that warning's out of the way, we're going to move on. There is a new IWGP United States champion. Jay White defeats Kenny Omega and is now the new IWGP United States champion. Then what happened? Well, that dashing Cody Rhodes comes out. Well, well, wait. Well, first, who's the first person to come out is Hangman Page. Hangman Page comes and basically says he wants the U.S. title. Okay, yeah. Because that started the thing where Kenny Omega was not exactly very happy that Hangman Page, in a low moment for Kenny Omega, you just lose the championship, is already basically challenging Jay White for the title. Where's Tommaso Ciampa? People at their lowest, you should just come out and hit people with crutches every time. Sorry, I just... But Tommaso yeah, so Ciampa you have there, I, then you have, you know, Marty Skrull who's playing Peacekeeper. Right, trying to keep everybody at bay. The Bucks are out there, and then... Yep. 
You knew it was coming. Cody Rhodes. Yeah, you knew it. You just knew this 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 was gonna boil over at some point. And what ends up happening? I'm I can only describe it as they've they've kicked Kenny out of the Bullet Club. Well, Cody certainly has. I, and Hangman certainly has. The but see, it's interesting because they run the spot where. Uh, it was Matt Jackson that's coming in and tries to, like, to calm down Kenny Omega. And Omega, not realizing who it is, turns around and just shoves him and then kind of re- looks down and realizes that, oh, no, that's that's Matt Jackson. And then Nick pulls Matt out of the ring and they just walk out. They just walk to the back. I, this is intriguing to me. I took it as he's been kicked out. That's the way I'm interpreting it. Well, that, that is the payoff. I don't think that that was fully played out on this show. I think there's going to be additional... Kicking, kicking out. So, Cody hits him with a crossroads. That's still what he calls it, right? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm not WWE. No, 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 no he still calls it crossroads. Again, he's, his legal name is no, Cody No, no, Rose. no, no, I'm just, I'm trying to, I wanted to make sure he still calls it that. Then, and this is probably the thing that has me the most intrigued about all of this, is the one and only Kota Ibushi shows up. Yes. And apparently, Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega could be reuniting. Yes. The Golden Lovers back reuniting. together. So That's good. a copyright claim on the show, by the way. Just in case my cover of it. It's, it's fine. So it looks like we are getting Kenny Omega teaming with Kota Ibushi. Not the one-on-one match that we were expecting, but teaming with Kota Ibushi. So I have a question for you. Page and Rhodes, I would uh, No, I would love for him to team against the Young Bucks. How great would that match be? That will, they'll get there. 137 oh, man, stars. So question for you. Question for you, Jamie. Okay. Do you not feel as though that they are booking towards Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega for that all-in show? Is, it, is that kind of what's going on here? Well, they could be. the, the, the That's issue, way, 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 though. That's the September. The issue with that, though, is I, I don't want to make this sound bad. New Japan doesn't give two you-know-whats no. about the All-In right. Show. They're, booking, they're not changing their booking schedule or what they want to do with their plans for that. So I don't think that they're doing this specifically for that. That might be a big payoff at, at some point. might be at that pay-per-view or whatever we're going to call it. The pay-per-view special show that they're doing. Which, by the way... They are going to do September 1st, but they wanted to do it July 1st. They did. But they had to move it. Yes. I was actually... Uh, you were watching their, their... Yeah, their live stream on Twitch. It was it was Matt, Nick Jackson, and Kenny Omega. Who, back when they liked each other. Back when they were part of the uh, Bullet Club. And... I, by the way, you, if you haven't had a chance to go watch that, it, it's, a, it's a pretty funny, uh, oh, funny little, little thing. They want to do more, more of those. They like using it. Um, you know, Kenny Omega, I was actually very candid. They asked him, you know, what did you think about Ricochet going to WWE? And he says, I think I, I didn't particularly like it. I don't think it was the right time for him. Um, he talked about War Machine uh, going to WWE. So they, they were very, uh, he kind of buried uh, Rapungi 3K. Wow. Uh, no, I shouldn't say buried. That, that's, that's overselling it. But uh, just explaining that why he wasn't necessarily huge fans of, of them just kind of bouncing around. He was very candid. Kenny was very like in a, I'm just going to speak my mind mode. Uh, so it was very interesting. Then, you know, made some jokes about like, you know, because someone asked him, you know, he says about something. He's like, yeah, is that before or after I win the Royal Rumble? <laughs> that's too funny. Importantly, though, when they, when they were when they said that they were going to do it in July and they moved it up, to, they had to move it to September. As yeah. the air does another run in on this show, I don't think you know how to operate the air. In this Holy office. Christmas! I don't think you know how to operate this. I've, I do this for a living. Literally, my yeah, job is to well, turn well, the well, air you off might need the to, podcast. Might need to find something else to do for a living. Yeah, probably. Uh, do you want to go handle this one now? Yeah, I'll go handle this okay, one. Okay, so you're, you're, you're woefully incapable. Of... They 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 were some they they didn't actually give a reason why they moved it. They, they just said something came up, 
They didn't really give. Which, a, they, of course, they didn't give a reason. We're going to rationally react to that as wrestling fans. We're not going to w- wildly speculate I, as to why they would move the show. I would imagine it's because they couldn't get an arena booked. Like, oh, I, 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 d- I didn't get any indication this was because we're waiting for CM Punk or something. Oh, so you don't want to wildly speculate? No, like I don't. I was going uh, to. Okay, but Where, I thought you were going to go turn. I the am, but off. I have a point I would like to okay. make here. Um, they when they talked about because your big thing was that's typically Bola weekend. Apparently they have not set Bola uh, have a set date in stone yet, and which, is, that, which is typical PWG. And I don't PWG think they says would. they're actually trying to move it off of that weekend, which is good, which is smart. So business. we'll see what happens. There. Which is now cool. I will go fix your mistake. Okay, thank you. Which is smart business because for PWG the Bucks are a big draw, so of course they want the Bucks to be there to be on that show, and they would love to make everybody happy, and they would love to have the Bucks be a part of Bola in whatever capacity, whether it's a tag match or a six man tag match or an eight man tag match, and then ultimately move on to whatever they're doing it all in. So I would be stunned if PWG ultimately decides to keep Bola on the same weekend. It appears as though Jamie has been successful in his mission as he returns back. Is the air off now? It is. It's okay. unbelievably warm out there. That's why the air keeps kicking on. So okay. Well, that's not my fault. I didn't say it was your fault. It's the people out there's fault. It's all hot this mic is. They could probably hear me. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. No, no. They could have heard okay. you that entire time. You're good. Uh, so I, I made the prediction that PWG doesn't do Bola the same weekend as All In because the Bucks are good for business. Well, the, the Bucks flat out said they would not be able to wrestle anywhere that weekend that they do All In. Which makes me think that it's not in California. Well, no. They, uh, well, it could be. But they just basically they didn't cite travel concerns. They just said, we're going to be busy all week with promotional stuff. We're just not going to have time to dedicate to... I would love it to be in California because we're going then. We've decided. Yes. I mean, we've already decided. By the way, Strong Style Evolve tickets on sale right now. We could buy them if you want. I can't. I, I don't think I can go, so I'm probably not going to buy the tickets, but... It would right. be weird if you bought tickets to something you could not go to. Let's get into the Royal Rumble match, my friend, or the Royal Rumble, Rumble pay-per-view. pay-per-view. All right? More Rumble than ever. So Rumble for all. Um, I want to make one mention on the pre- two mentions on the pre-show. Okay, did you watch the pre-show? Uh, I watched most of the pre-show. Oh, for you, that's a. Sh- uh, that's I did a, not see the shock. cruiserweights match. Okay, you didn't miss. But much. I watched everything else. You did not miss much. Okay, good. I, turned, the, I tuned it on about f- one hour before bell time. The two the two matches I want to reference, the two things I want to mention, have nothing to do with the cruiserweight match. So good. Uh, I very am, I'm, I'm actually excited that the revival got a win back because I was so concerned that they were getting the ascension treatment, but they got their win back. So uh, I also think my thought on this match is that they might be using the revival to turn Gallows and Anderson babyface. Yes, I agree with that. And this this is going to go on beyond just this. Secondly, they hype up this Bobby Roode glorious open challenge for it to just be Mojo Rawley, and I, literally Mojo came out, and I went, should have thought of that. Should have realized that they were going to do something. Like yeah, that. I was a little surprised they went with somebody that was in the actual tournament. I didn't think they were going Ziggler there, not on the pre-show. Although, uh, Mike Johnson of PW Insider says, the original plan was to have on the regular show Dolph Ziggler challenge Bobby Roode in this U.S. Open, and then they changed it at the last moment and put him in the Rumble. Put him thirty. Two. So what was their plan for? Th- what was their plan for thirty then? Don't know, but that that's oh, the report this morning from, from Mike Johnson. Now I saw better. Brian Alvarez tweet during the show last night that Mojo was not the original person, and whoever that whoever it was supposed to be got put in the rumble. So you put two and two together. Dolph Ziggler makes a whole lot of sense there, uh, and then just just as the just kind of as the pre-show's ending, they do this interview with they do the social media lounge with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And they just, Renee Young just kind of throws out there, oh, this match is kicking off the show. And I went, excuse me? Yeah. And then I went, AJ's losing. AJ's going to be in the Rumble. They need to get that, him. That's what I they thought need too. to get him there time to rest he's so he 30. can be in the Rumble. He's, he's number 30. Yeah, he's in the match. And then I want to talk about something real quick. 
SmackDown Live needs to work on their officiating because this is the biggest injustice in the history of professional wrestling. There was clearly not a tag. Mike Chioda is a, is a veteran referee. He's been around for 2015, however many years Mike Chioda's been around. He was staring at the two of them. Sami Zayn didn't make a tag, yet he counts the three for Styles when he pins Kevin Owens. This is an injustice. I demand that Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan address this on Tuesday. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been robbed. Yep. They have been robbed of their opportunity to be the, the first ever co-WWE champions, and I will not stand for it. I will not allow this. Yep. So I was watching this match as I get out of kayfabe there for a second. I was watching this match, and I, it happened, and I stood up, and I did that exact gimmick <laughs> at the Rumble show, and yeah. I was like, oh, Shane and Daniel have to come out. And yeah, them. I was a little surprised. They kept Daniel Bryan as far away from most of the shows as possibly could. Uh, which was smart. Which was smart of them. Uh, this... Uh, the finish was – I like the finish if they haven't run this referee miss, who's a legal man finish twice already. And they already did it. And, the, like, the next match, all they talked about was the time where the referee screwed it up last time, which is why we have this match in two out of three falls. I know. So, like, you, you have – you can't run – it's like you can't work the same body part. Like, if you're going to work the leg in match one, you match two guys don't also work the right. leg. You can't work the same referee gimmick. Can I give you a perfect example of this? Did you listen to Kenny Omega's podcast with Jericho following I the, did. Did you – they talked about how Osprey did a moonsault off of the camera, the, 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 the big light structure, and they found out about it and went, well, we can't do that now. Yeah. we got to come up with something else, and they just called it on the fly. Yeah. That's the perfect example of you don't do the same spot in two matches. Speaking of which, uh, Kenny Omega also has some very candid comments about what he thought about that junior heavyweight title match at... Uh, was he at not a fan? Uh, he was basically ragging against people who said that was the match of the night. It clearly was the match of the night. Sorry, Kenny. So uh, I'm your I, biggest fan, but clearly uh, yeah, it was the match of the night. He said they just did a bunch of spots and there was no story. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, so I did. I, just, All right, Kenny. I, I would watch that Twitch. There, Kenny, a, Kenny, Kenny must have been very, in a bad mood. Yeah, Kenny was very. Uh, Kenny was very almost overly candid. But okay. I, you know what? I'd rather have honesty than than being worked. Correct. So. so Styles wins the match. He is still the WWE maybe champion. Maybe that's when he kicked him out of the Bullet Club. He's too surly. Yeah, maybe. So Styles wins. He he retains his championship. Oh, uh, uh, by the way, if, sorry if that you did, you skipped like ten minutes later in our show for our spoiler, and I just spoiled it for you. So. Sorry, Blaine. Yeah, what are you doing, man? Eh, whatever. Wow. Have you been on the internet this week? Have you been on Twitter? Know, that's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. We try. We we tried to warn you, everybody. Sorry. Uh, send all your hate mail to uh, to at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. Okay. Uh, so Styles wins, and I and I thought to myself, huh, that's interesting. All right. They, so they kept the belt on Styles, and they opened the show with that match, and I was like, okay, the pacing of this is already weird, and then they're like. We're doing the two out of three falls match for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. And I went, oh, gosh, they're going to put these Rumbles too close to each other. And I'm going to... Yeah, I, was, I, 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 I thought was, they were going to go, like, Rumble match, Rumble. I went, oh, I no. was so nervous. So then the Usos, in the shock of the year, just do a clean sweep of Benjamin and Gable in one of the weirdest finishes I've ever seen. That second fall was weird. It seemed rushed and botched, and it was a mess. I don't know what was supposed to happen. It, I, yeah, I, I wonder something got... They were supposed to win, clearly. Lot. Well, and then also there was a match. I, I forgot who the referee of this match was, but there was also a very audible back up, back up. I've got to talk to him about a minute before the finish of that second. I don't fall. know. I wonder if they rushed it. So, I, I don't now, know. I've heard them kayfabe that to go, get, get out of the way, get out of the way. But yeah. I, that was a very, it seemed very rushed and odd. 
And now I have no idea what you do with Gable and Benjamin. By and the way. then, like, what do you, where does Gable, where oh, do Benjamin and Gable go from here? They're gonna be, they're gonna be the break up. No, they're the team that the Authors of Pain are gonna destroy on Tuesday. That's what I thought. Oh, they're gonna destroy them. That's what I thought. I said Authors of Pain. Yeah, they're gonna destroy them. Because I, I still think Sandy's a raw team. So then, at some point, not not yet after Mania, because Sandy's gonna. We have another Sanity uh, Undisputed Era run coming. I actually think Sanity could be around tonight. Um, then. We get the graphic that shows up, and Michael Cole, up next, the Men's Royal Rumble. And then I went, oh, no. That, Roman not... Reigns is winning this match. That was my initial thought. Roman Reigns is winning this match. Anybody but you, Roman. So they're doing the men's match, and then I thought to myself, or that means they've worked us all week and Ronda's in the Women's Rumble. It, is, it literally means one of two things. They're either so scared of who they've picked to win the Men's Rumble, or they have Ronda for the Women's Rumble. That, the, those, I thought the only two logistical possibilities. So then, and I actually, uh, Jamie, I want to go through this entrant by entrant, okay? Yes, let's do this. Rusev, day number one. Perfect spot. Excellent. There. Awesome. Finn Balor, number two. Awesome. You had these two guys going out. Then we get the next three entrants could have done without. In, in terms of, you know what? I take that back. I'm going to take back that statement. Because I thought that the, both Royal Rumbles... I think those are some of the best Royal Rumbles I've ever seen WWE put on, and here's why. Yeah, I enjoy, I did not feel like, on a night where I was scared to death that two Rumbles would make me feel like a drag, it, it did not. I like both and the, of them. And the point that I think is so, is so important to hit home here is these Rumbles had the right balance of, look at all of these people that can actually win, and here's all the fodder that we need to get in there to kind of make the match move along. And it know, was struck perfectly. The and balance. they didn't. And one thing I like, they didn't leave a lot of the fodder hanging around too much. Are you kidding me? The final six of the Men's Royal Rumble were Randy Orton, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Finn Balor. And then who By the else way, was it? We need to talk about that spot there where you had the Ruthless Aggression Era three, the trio of the Ruthless Aggression Era, yep. and the trio of the New Era. And I thought that was a tremendous spot. Oh, Ray spot. was in there as well. Yeah, Ray Mysterio. I, and I, I even thought Ray could win. a tremendous spot yeah. to call for that match. It, that was very... There was, there was like a... It was like a cool passing of the torch moment. Yep, it, it really was. So you got Rusev, then you got Finn at two, Rhino at three, Corbin at four. By the way, I picked Corbin winning last at 54 seconds into the match. So that, that went well. Uh, Heath Slater at five, who proceeded to get beat up that by pretty funny. much everybody who came in after him, which was awesome. I love that Corbin laid waste to everybody. Elias at six... To, to, and then he sings a concert, which was awesome. And then our first surprise, the NXT champion, Andrade Cien Almas, in the role. I thought that was a great little moment yes. for him. Uh, Bray Wyatt at 8. Big E at 9. Sami Zayn at 10. Originally supposed to be Ty Dillinger. They beat up Ty Dillinger. I kinda they started to tease the dissension between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in that spot. They did. Uh, and I also enjoyed that they gave Dillinger that moment quickly. And then we're like, okay, we, since we did that spot last year, let's let's get Sami Zayn in that match. Sheamus at number 11, who lasted one second. Did he break Santino Morello's record? That's the question that I have here today. Uh, Xavier Woods at 12. Apollo Crews at 13. Shinsuke Nakamura at 14. He came out and I went, oh, he's not winning. He came out of 14. I was like, there's no way. You know, maybe we should have known when Michael Cole was, was talking so much about how you, it's so tough to win in the teens. But, and, and, but you know what? He tricked me because I was like, oh, yeah, no one's winning the teens. It's, it's not going to happen. Then Cesaro at 15, Kofi Kingston at 16, Jinder Mahal at 17. The Kofi elimination spot this year uh, was funny. It wasn't his best spot. It was funny. The athleticism of him to do that pole vault into the ring thing was awesome. Uh, Seth Rollins at 18, Matt Hardy at 19, big loud delete chant. Uh, John Cena at 20, the Hurricane at number 21. Stand back. Because the Hurricane's coming through. Good Eight. job. 
Potential 205 Live GM, Shane Helms. I need Shane Helms as the general manager and then the Hurricane to be in matches. And for the, That was... You booked I, that I, I, saw, I saw that on the internet, so uh -huh. credit to the internet. But yes, I need them to, to act like they don't know each other. Aiden English at 22. Adam Cole at 23. The pop for Adam Cole, insane. Baby. That was awesome. I, I saw some of the fan react. Like, I love looking at like the inner arena like, cell phone yeah. uh, video of that. By the way, a lot of credit, and I will... A lot of credit for Almas, uh, Cole, and Ember Moon in particular... They went to war that night before. Yeah. And they all had, I mean, Cole in particular had a, Cole and Almost in particular had a very good run. Like, yeah. they were in there for what, 20 plus minutes? Adam Cole was in there for six minutes and 34 seconds, so you were close. Um, and Andrade San Almas in there for 28 minutes okay. and 20 seconds. Yeah, so Almost was in there more. Randy Orton at number 24, Titus O'Neill at number 25, The Miz at number 26. And the moment that this happened, it was great because I turned, we, at our party, we turned and we were like, Roman's the only known guy. Yeah. We got three surprises left. Then, out of nowhere, Rey Mysterio at 27. Apparently a one-off deal. He doesn't have yes. anything planned. Uh, but certainly I think that reaction's going to help him potentially get a deal here. By the way, you had the Hurricane as a general manager. And I know, Jamie, you're not going to think this is a great idea. Too expensive. But you had Rey Mysterio to 205 Live. Nah, I get it. Not doing but you it. Can certainly, not a chance on earth they do that. You can certainly help that product out. Not a chance on earth they do that. Uh, but I will say I'm glad they give Rey his moment because his last... WWE Rumble was in moment. Philadelphia. Was in Philadelphia, As coming out number, number thirty, and had the audacity of not being Daniel Bryan, so Did he got this, booed out of the building. This both of these Rumbles felt like Philly. Philly, we're sorry for the last time that we had the Rumble here. Here you go. Uh, then Roman. By the way, Ray looked in, looked like he was in incredible shape. Oh yeah, he he was jacked. Roman twenty eight, Goldust twenty nine, and then everyone waiting for number thirty. Dolph Ziggler at number thirty, and then the winner of the whole shebang. Shinsuke Nakamura. Jamie, the, the dream that we wanted, even though you picked John Cena to win, occurred. And I picked Baron Corbin to win. But what we wanted occurred. Then they did the, the thing where they had Renee Young interview her. But I also, before we get to that, All I right. like the fact that they set that up. Who, who were the last two in the ring with Shinsuke? Roman Reigns and John Cena. And I know where you're going with this. And I said, that's the babyface builder that you need. You need to go over and go, oh, God, anybody but those two. And I want to give... Total credit to David Shoe Shoemaker, the masked man, who on Twitter said, whatever you think of Roman Reigns, take that aside. The fact that everybody in that arena, when it was in the final two, thought he was going to win is a very, very useful tool for WWE. Absolutely. And that is the exact reason why Roman Reigns was there. Because everybody in that building went, oh, they're going to give it to Roman. They're not going to give it to Shinsuke. I was even nervous that they were going to give it to Roman. But Shinsuke got the win. The place went nuts. He got the biggest pop of the night when he came out. They were singing a song when he won. Place was going nuts. Yeah. They were chin AJ Styles when Renee interviewed him, and she asked, "Who are you gonna face?" It's funny because in, in that one moment, I was like, "I know we've all wanted that Shinsuke AJ Styles match." Yeah. But for a split second, I went, "Kind of, kind of dig Brock Lesnar Shinsuke in a, in a in like a more strong style match." Well, if something happens with Roman. With this, all the, the the stuff that is surrounding him right now, and there's there's been some some updates to that. If something does happen there, you I think you could certainly make the case that something could happen to Shinsuke where he changes his mind and faces Lesnar at Mania. If they need a backup, yeah, plan. I mean if they need a backup, they plan, can switch but, it very quickly. Uh, obviously, Styles and Nakamura's match we all wanted. I, I saw a, a GIF online last night from their time in Japan where uh, AJ Styles does like the Bullet Club shoots the gun and then Nakamura catches it and then eats the bullet. Yeah, I, I just need that just on loop for the rest of my life. Um. 
So he, the, Renee Young asks him who he's going to face, and he, in the mic, blatantly, AJ Styles. By the way, what they set up on this show for WrestleMania on the top of the card without Cena Taker is incredible. Yeah. You're too... Ba- we, look, I hate to break this to everybody, but the main event of WrestleMania is going to be Rowan Reigns against Brock Lesnar, and it should be. Uh, hey, I'm going to be here to tell you it should be because that's a great story. I'm at peace with it. No, it's a great story if they tell it right, and I will get into that a little bit later on. We're, we're, by the way, we're, we're blowing. We're into overtime on this show. We're Who past. Cares? We're we're going to go past an hour. Whatever. We we bought the we bought the over. If, if you if you're not going to do it for this weekend of wrestling, yeah. why, what, what are you going to do it? So we're going to get Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles at WrestleMania, and Jamie. I think Vince McMahon is going to tell them, guys, you got 25 minutes. Do whatever the hell you want. They're going to have all. They're going to have all the time in the world. They're going to be able to have a blast out there. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait for the, for this build. So then, let's talk about... I mean, I guess let's... All right. Let's let's talk about the, the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. Okay. So this was the, the coolest down of cooldown matches. Well, and, um, and the reason behind it, Jordan has a back injury. He had not worked any of the well, house shows the, lately. The reason why it's cooldown matches is because we've seen this match umpteen thousand times oh, yeah, for in all, the last yeah. two months. Rollins... Defended or Rollins won the tag team titles from the bar at SummerSlam with Ambrose. SummerSlam, yeah, he's still feuding with them. Yeah, it's. I don't mind long term booking, but the problem is, is they've they've run this. Well, is this run isn't its long term booking. This is just we don't know what to do. This has run its course. Uh, Jordan back injury hasn't worked any of the house shows. Did nothing in this match. They did a spot no. where they got him hurt and he didn't do anything. And ultimately, he cost them the belts. I'm I'm very nervous that they're going to try to give us Seth Jason Jordan at Mania, and that's bad for Seth. It's That's, not great for Seth. It's fine for Jordan. It's bad for Seth. But Kurt and, Angle's a special guest referee or and something. And by the weird. way, I don't think they, they two months of build for that. Uh, Jordan's should, over as a heel right now. You but, just pay that off at Elimination I, Chamber. We, I, I don't know what you do with Seth Rollins. Let's be honest. What do you do with Seth Rollins? I don't know, but don't, don't, do, know. This, don't do this to him. I know, gonna, he, might, he might be in that chamber match, though. But uh, Jordan might be in that chamber match, too. He could. Uh, and then let's talk about the WWE Universal Championship match, which was everything I needed it to be. It was a train wreck. It was a disaster in a good way. It, it was did, a spot and fest. And it didn't drag too long. And Brock Lesnar stiffed uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah, after... Okay, so here, this is the point I came and talked to you about. Oh, you mean you mean everyone's ignoring the, yes. the moment when Braun stiffed so, Brock with a knee? If, you, if you're a wrestling fan and you have this belief that Brock Lesnar did something dastardly by punching Braun Strowman in the face. You can just exit the podcast um, now. Yeah, you are wrong, and you should feel bad for yourself. If you're not a wrestling fan, not quite sure how you stumbled upon this deep into our podcast. But welcome. But let, let's, how you doing? But I can welcome understand the them not knowing all they see is the gift that was on Twitter. Oh, man, look, at Brock Lesnar hardwaying uh, Strowman. Here's the thing. Strowman, unintentionally, but stiffed Lesnar on a knee So the what, face. So what did Lesnar do? So Lesnar gave him one potato back. As... Ask any wrestler that's wrestled in the last fifty years whether if that's out of line, because that's that's it's not. All time. But I I will say, and I'm not trying to defend Strowman or defend Brock or anybody, but Lesnar can knock somebody out with one of those punches, and, and that would have Strowman can knock somebody out with one of his knees. No, no, no. I, agreed, but clearly Strowman didn't knock Lesnar out. Lesnar looked like he was going for a knockout of Strowman. It, that was the only thing I will say. They were fine after it. Uh, they did a bunch of different spots, and ultimately the finish was exactly what we were predicted. Uh, Brock pinning Kane, defending the championship. Strowman gets up, stands tall, and says, "You didn't beat me. You didn't pin me." Uh, so, you know, screaming at Lesnar, and then and then away we go. Now, Jamie, the thirty woman Royal Rumble match. Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch started off. Love that decision. Uh, you t- since obviously Charlotte couldn't be in the match. She was at ringside because she was a champion. 
that was an excellent decision to let those two start off the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. Sarah Logan comes out number three. Mandy Rose comes out number four. Lita comes out at number five. She looked good. Kyrie, she, needed, she needed a little bit more distance on that moonsault, but she looked really good. Kyrie Sane came out at number six. Place went nuts for her. It was great. By the way, let's talk about Kyrie Sane. One, wasn't that her old A? Wasn't that her old it, music? It was older music. B, is she no longer a pirate? Because they referred to her as like a, a yachtist. And I, I believe the phrase boat enthusiast was said on the show. Can he not be a pirate? Well, by the way, we didn't mention this, but Michael Cole called Matt Hardy broken Matt Hardy on this oh, show. Oh, he absolutely did. He corrected it later on and called him woken, but he called he him. Literally, yeah. When Bray came out, he said he's had a, he's had some back and forth with, with broken, broken Matt, Matt Hardy. Hardy. Clearly said it on television. So, uh, Kyrie Sane number six, Tamina number seven, huh? Dana Brooke number eight, Tori Wilson number nine. Yeah, Tori Wilson looked great. Sonya Deville number ten, Liv Morgan number eleven. Molly Holly, number okay, 12. let's talk about Molly. Pause. Molly Holly was the star. She went, oh, she was over. Well, no, she, no, no, she, Michelle McCool was the well, star. Well, Michelle McCool was the star, too. We'll talk about her in a second. But Molly Holly looked excellent. She, she, ha she was the most fluid of any of the legends in the ring, in my opinion. Maybe aside from Trish. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say. Uh, but Molly Holly looked great in there. Like, Molly, she, she has a run left in her. Lana number 13, Michelle McCool, as we mentioned, number 14. By the way, 14. the funniest thing ever is Lana just like throwing haymakers that look so terrible. I'm Ruby, sorry, Lana. Ruby Riot number 15, Vicky Guerrero number 16. Yeah, this was I awesome. I know. I went nuts for so it. So hard. It was so good. For, excuse me, I because I didn't even. I didn't even I, think. I didn't even consider. Nope. Vicky it even, Guerrero. It didn't even cross it my mind. It didn't cross my mind. And it was so good. Carmella, number 17. Yes. Natalia, number 18. Kelly Kelly, number 19. She looked like okay. she could go. Although well, Kelly Here's Kelly, the thing. Kelly Kelly couldn't work nine years ago when she no. was in WWE. She still can't work. No, she, but she, I think she looked fine in this environment. Naomi, number 20. Jacqueline, number 21. Jackie could still I, Jackie could be, still beat people up today. Nia Jackie's Jax, number really 22. Tough. They really they beefed up. The, they put a lot of people in the ring, and then Nia came out. And I said, oh, Nia's just going to clean house. You clean house. They, they gave Nia the big show spot. The Everybody beats up on you. Then you just stand up like the Incredible Hulk, yep. and everybody flies off of you. Then they all gang up on you and throw you over the top. She's, em, she got the big show spot. Ember Moon, number 23. Okay. Uh, Ember Moon... Is I love Ember Moon again. I, I've, I've, every time I see her, I okay. like her more and more. Are you gonna nitpick? I'm no. Okay. I'm very happy that she continued to sell the injury. Because I, I heard her music, like you better sell that. And arm. she did. She had it wrapped. Oh, just like Adam Cole had his ribs wrapped. Uh, the moment that we got in the ring with Oscar, where she and points Ember at her arm and starts and Asuka's pointing at her, it's so oh, it's good. So Those good. two have such good chemistry. We are going to see that a few more times. By the way, I know, I know, Oscar ends up winning, but how great would it have been if Ember Moon eliminated Oscar as kind of a full circle on their well, story? They, if Ember Moon was coming up to the main roster the next night, that would have happened. I tend to think that Ember Moon was the fill-in for Alicia Fox. That's my personal belief. Lisa Fox was supposed to be She was pulled from injury. And you look at who was in here, she's the only one that would fit. I mean, Maybe Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane could have been. Um, I was very we have I was very I very surprised that we is are the iconic duo still signed to WWE? No, they're gonna yeah, they're gonna show up on Raw tonight. I hope so. That was my theory that there would be a Royal Rumble where they're going to get called up. They're getting called up. They were not on Takeover. Very they were not, quiet. If you're not on Takeover and you don't you don't debut in the Rumble, that normally means good things for you. Also, they're in Philly. Yes. So Mr. They're in town. journalist that you are. Uh, Beth Phoenix came out in 24. Awesome. Great moment. The Beth Phoenix uh, one. The Beth Phoenix Nia Jax moment was awesome. So was the Beth Phoenix Natalia moment, just for the real life implications of best yes. friends and then getting. Which, by the way, what better way if you can you eliminate me? I'm not going to be on a run here. So. 
Oscar, 25. Uh-huh. Mickey James, 26. The Mickey James Trish Stratus moment was fun. Oh, we're gonna get there. Nikki Bella twenty seven. Brie Bella twenty eight. Did not expect Brie. I knew. I, I was certain Nikki Bella would okay. be there. I did not expect Brie. We're gonna stop. We're gonna pause here again. We get to twenty eight. We're sitting amongst ourselves in, in, in my watch party. You know all the people that I was watching. Yes. We're sitting there, and and we're and we're doing the math, and we're like, Bailey's Bailey's the only one left. Yeah, and Bailey was coming out twenty nine so, regardless. Right. So so I was like I was like. They're doing it. They are setting us up for Ronda at 30. They are going there. So then Bailey comes out at 29, and we all look at each other, and we went, this match is on last. We don't know who number 30 is. This is setting up perfectly for Ronda to be number 30. The countdown goes, 30, hit zero, 30 hits. Trish Stratus music. I popped. I went nuts. I was like, oh. Yeah, it was She just- looked... I, 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 it, she looked so good in this match. I wanted her to win. I was like, let her win. Yeah, she looked excellent. She looked uh, like she could go tomorrow. She, yeah, and it, it's cool because what the one of the cool moments in that match was just like looking at like Trish in the ring with Sasha, and and just like and just seeing all of the people that you know that the younger women in that match looked up to Lita looked up to Trish. Her. And this was a special moment for them, and then kind of being able to interact. Mm-hmm. It was it was just a, a cool moment around for anybody who's followed these wrestlers in the past and know who their influences are, and know who they like them. Uh, so Nikki eliminates Brie in what was apparently a spot for Total Bellas. That's the rumor that is out there. That, that makes sense. For Total Bellas. Then Asuka eliminates Nikki Bella to win the whole dang thing. Then Alexa Bliss, Charlotte come into the ring. There's a bit of a stare down. Which champion is she's gonna she gonna pick? And then, and I didn't think this was possible because the AJ Styles debut at the Royal Rumble was the worst shot thing in WWE history, but WWE somehow one-upped themselves with maybe one of their biggest debuts ever. Bad reputation hits. Yeah, we need alternative angle that they give to like NBC or something or ESPN. Like we need the, because they, like they had, they end up having a good angle for Styles. They just didn't have it on the regular, sh- they didn't right. have it on the initial live and, shot. And they didn't have it on this shot either. Ronda Rousey shows up. She walks out wearing the jacket of the Hall of Famer, Roddy Roddy Piper, who was given given to her by Roddy's son, which I thought was awesome. She's already got the Roddy shirt. Yeah, they're already, they're already selling those. She's on. already got the trademark. They're already selling those. And she she was given permission from Piper before. Oh, oh no. Yeah, Piper. Yeah. She, no, he, there's a long connection he passed between that name Roddy down Piper yes. and Ronda Rousey. She, and he passed that name down to yeah. her that she could use it. Um, so she's there. All right, she so let's pause up. here before we get to what she actually does. So two points that we could talk about. One, shot terribly, as you said. Uh, Mike Johnson, I brought him up a lot today, but I read his like little notes column. He was there in Philly. He said, in the arena, it was phenomenal. No, no, that's, that was AJ Styles. He was earlier on in the It show. was rowdy. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. yeah that no, was it, cool. he said it was, it was awesome in the arena. He says, when he watched, when he went back home and watched the broadcast on the network, he says, it's very clunky and confusing it's, it's and, all and it was place. bad. Um, now, you and I both know, because we are... I would say I'm an extremely casual MMA fan. I don't know where you fall on that. I'm more I'm more of an MMA fan than you are. I know Ronda comes out to bad reputation. I know Ronda comes out that to bad reputation. That song plays. It's For me nowadays in a sporting event, that is Ronda's song. Yes. So to me, I went, oh. Also, there was a brief clip where they caught, like, you could see the... the Rousey. The, but, but you could see Rousey and you could see it in the, in the hot rod letter. Yes. And I went, oh, okay. A couple of things I want to note here. And then I'm going to get to a big point where I'm going to yell. And this is the only time you're going to hear me yell on this show, but it's actually her. I don't thing. believe that. I don't believe it's going to be the on, only time. On this show today, it's the only time I'm going to yell. They showed a shot. 
in one other match where Ramona Shelburne was sitting at ringside. Yeah. Of ESPN. And for those of you who don't know, she's yes. an ESPN reporter. She does a lot of NBA stuff, but she's covered MMA. She's kind of covered Ronda Rousey. Ariel Helwani, I know you're familiar with yes. him, covers MMA. He was tweeting during the show last night, you know, there's been rumors about Ronda, and he mentioned that Ronda's personal photographer was there. And this was all before 30 happened. This was yeah. all before Trish came out at 30. Because when Trish came out at 30, I went, okay, well, they're not doing this. And then he mentioned that that Shelburne was sitting next to a WWE executive. So my brain started going that maybe they're going to give Shelburne the story down the road of Ronda's going to sign with them. Yeah. And they just they want her there to kind of get her spinning on that. Then Ronda comes out, and immediately you see the tweet that she signed a full-time deal with WWE. Yeah, I got the and, notification. And, and, Shelburne, and Shelburne broke it. I said, okay, yeah. that's clearly why she's there. And it was very worded. It was worded very specifically. Full-time. Time. And so I watched those. I watched a hand. I didn't watch all of them, but I watched a handful of Rousey's sit-down interviews with Ramona. And Rousey made it very clear. This is her priority. This is what I'm doing. I'm not here for – she didn't say in these words, but I'm not here for a Brock Lesnar schedule. I am here. I'm not here to come up and show up at the Rumble of Mania and then go about my merry way. She said it's not a publicity stunt. It's not a cash grab. She she said it's none of that. She I, goes, this is my priority. And she went even further for the next several yes. years. She said for the next several years. And that, that this is her, quote, this is my life now. Yes. And she made it very clear that this was not going to be a one-off. This is not going to be, hey, I'm just going to go have my Mania match and my Mania moment and nope. move on. Uh, she talked about how she is... Uh, she got Dana White to agree to come to a WWE show with her, and she's going to find an event in which she can bring him to. Because she says, I think he'll catch the bug. Um, he will. Well, UFC was very complimentary on their social media about Ronda and tweeting during the Rumble. Yeah, Dana, but you know what, Dana? Dana's a promoter. Dana gets it. Dana and Vince are a lot yeah. more alike than they yes. want to admit. And yeah. by the way, the UFC is a lot more like WWE than they and, care to admit. And by admit. the way, UFC is sometimes better in terms of the way they book characters and They're stuff. better pro wrestling. Well, yes. I mean, this is an old Jim Cornetto, but sometimes UFC is a better pro wrestling company than WWE is. Mm. Also, by the way, their MMA's biggest star right now is Vince McMahon 25 years ago in, right. in an Irish accent. A couple of things that Shelburne kind of tweeted out after. Ronda did go to Columbia to shoot the movie. So that was all factual. Yes. And by the way, she was truthful. She was asked, "Will you be in the Rumble?" She said, "No." She was very. She was. She was not in the Rumble. She, she was, was not in truthful. the Rumble. Um, she then. Which, by the way, in hindsight, I think. Oh, the way they I'm shot gonna, the way they shot this aside. I'm going to get to that. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get to that because I have a major point because a lot of people are upset about this and I'm going to yell. That's okay, so what I'm going to yell I'll about. Hold it. I'll hold yes. It. I'm going to yell. I, you and I are in lockstep. Yeah. I'm going to yell about that in a second. Ramona also mentioned that she left from Columbia on a flight. She did not travel with her usual entourage because she did not want to get noticed. Travis Brown did not come with her because they didn't want him to get noticed. She said, then she flew back to the United States, and Shelburne kind of in a string of tweets, which was late last night, so if you didn't see this, it's really good. There was one chance for you to catch her. She was in customs in Miami when she had to come through because she was in Columbia. She had yeah. to come back to the United States. Customs in Miami. That was where you could have gotten a chance to see her and you would have been able to put the pieces together. Nobody nobody did because it didn't get out. She apparently has been performing at the uh, – she's been training at the Performance yes, Center which for several months. Now, that I didn't know. No, We knew she had been there a couple times. We did not several know she was months training, training at the months. Performance Center. Yeah. That is new. Um, and, and that's basically all the kind of the tidbits behind. All right, I got to make a point here. I saw a lot of people, a lot, a lot, a lot of people after Oscar won the match, won the Rumble – and Ronda coming out, pointing at the WrestleMania sign. Which, by the way, for all you people who say Ronda is awkward, just stop. You are going to find something to you're going to find a reason to complain about everything. Ronda came out. She was excited. She's making her WWE debut. They told her go out there, point at the sign a couple times, and get out. And that's what she did. So you can just stop right now. 
I saw a ton of people say that Ronda Rousey ruined Asuka's moment oh, by winning I, the Royal Rumble. That, and I could not disagree more, and here's why. And I will let you... No, I'm, I'm as mad as you are, so you, you, can, you can have... What floor. would you prefer more? Random internet person who wanted Ronda Rousey, who didn't, who thought Ronda ruined Oscar's moment. Would you rather Ronda come out at 30 and win the whole Rumble? Absolutely not. WWE last night, by booking Oscar to win the Rumble and Ronda to come out after, served both of their masters. They served their wrestling fans who wanted to see, and I do not mean this as any disrespect to Ronda Rousey. I want to make this very clear. This is no disrespect to her. But an actual wrestler win the first ever wrestling. Women's Royal Rumble. They did that, and they also got their mainstream appeal with Ronda Rousey. They booked that thing perfectly. Correct. And anyone who says otherwise, you're wrong. I, I, I could not have said it better myself. You are just completely wrong. I, I agree with you 100%. I, in hindsight, I love the way that they booked this. And, and look, to, to me, you're, you're always going to be somebody that's annoying. You're always going to have people that are going to be contrarian. Uh there is no way I've watched a lot of wrestling in my life and a lot of WWE wrestling, and I know how a lot of the fans react. I have this did not diminish Oscar's win one iota. In fact, as Ronda was in the ring and she looked at Charlotte, and I went, Yes. But then she looked at Oscar, and I went, In that moment, I went, You know what? That's the match I want, actually. So you know that's okay. the match I want to see. So you know what you know where my brain went? You know how we've been booking this Charlotte Oscar thing for Survivor Series yeah. next year? It needs to be Oscar Ronda. Yeah. Oscar unbeaten with the with the raw title. And I think in in, in I don't we don't know the specifics, but I think because Ronda signed a full time deal and she talked about this not being about the money, I don't think she signed a Brock deal where they're paying her a ton per appearance. They can put her on SmackDown to get the ratings boost. They could. I'm interested to see what what they do with her. Uh, but and we're, we're, I mean, she's gonna be on Raw. I'd be surprised if she's not on Raw tonight. But that to doesn't address her future. But, yeah, that but that doesn't mean that's that's what she's going for. No, she can be a free agent for a little while, and they can play that storyline up. Uh, but this it'll be very interesting. But when she looked at Oscar, and I went in that again in that moment. And now I've always considered, oh, you know, okay, Ronda uh, Becky or Ronda Sasha, Ronda Oscar, Ronda Charlotte. Because I've always gone with Charlotte. It's the match with Charlotte. It's the match with Charlotte. It's the match with Charlotte. And it still is. And there's st and by the way, that's still an awesome match. But she looked at Oscar and I went, and then Oscar does the hand slap and I was like, away. That's it. And I went, I never knew I needed that match as badly as I need that right now. And as I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, apologies because we're going to sidebar a ton here and then this thing in particular. I, 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 the other thing that I think matters here is they signed her to a full-time deal. And obviously if she, was in, if she wanted a full-time deal, they were going to give her a full-time deal. There's a, there's a TV deal play here too. Oh, of they course can go there to is. The, they can go to the TV networks and say, we got Ronda Rousey full-time. She's going to be if on every week. That, yeah, of course. That's and, absolutely part of it. By the way. And she is still a draw. But before we sidebar completely on this, I have another sidebar for you. Okay. On WWE.com right now, under like their bottom, because there are a couple other smaller news stories we'll touch yes. on at the very, very end of the show. But there's their Raw preview. And their photo of the Raw preview is, is, obviously is Ronda pointing up. But it's but Asuka. Charlotte's cropped out. Yep. Bliss is cropped out. It's just Asuka. It's just Asuka. Mm -hmm. So read into that what you will. I don't know if Ronda's going to be on the show tonight. My thought She's be, my, going to be on the show my tonight. My thought being is if she is, I would start promoting that. I think it's understood. I know, but I, I mean, I honestly, I believe bit. it's understood that okay. she's going to make some sort of. I mean, she, I she's there. I mean, she doesn't even have to travel. You just sleep in the hotel that night and go to go now, to the. Same I expect building. her to be there. She's a full time member of WWE now. I yes. expect her to be there almost every time now. 
everybody kind of thought, oh, she's going to challenge whatever champion Asuka doesn't pick. As Lee Corso would say, this is a sports reference that maybe not everybody would get, not so fast, my friend. Because Dave Meltzer is saying that the right now the current plan is they want to do that Ronda Rock versus Stephanie yes. Triple H match. And to me, that's knock it out of the park home run. You can protect Rousey as she gets used to wrestling yes. and she gets a big mania moment. I, I think that would be excellent for her. I I wonder if Rock's going to do As uh, long as he's not doing a movie and they don't because, have any insurance. Cause, yeah, because Rock's the insurance thing. issues have been a problem. And also, let's be fair, Rock's gotten hurt like three of the last four times he's been in the ring. Yeah. Because again... As weird as it, it, there's a difference between wrestling shape and other shape, and again, this is going to sound really weird in the world of professional wrestling, but you, I think you'll understand what I mean by this. When you're bulking for a movie role, you are more, you are too muscle bound for wrestling. As mm -hmm. weird as that says, as weird as we see, you see all these bodybuilder figures, but they're built for agility. When you're just literally just bulking, it makes it very difficult for you to be as limber as you need to be, and it becomes very easy for you to tear. Minor have minor tears in different parts, and he's had minor tears in his abdomen. He's had, he's had issues every time when he's been in the ring recently. Uh, by the way, a uh, little bit of an update for you. We, I talked about how Strong Style Evolve tickets went on sale. Uh, all forty five hundred tickets sold out in twenty minutes. Uh, sold out. Didn't Show is sold out. You're not gonna be able to get them anymore. Um, so we're getting Ronda. Uh, I thought, it, I thought again, awesome. I thought the way they did it was perfect. Uh, I would, you know, I thought I thought her being in the Rumble would, would have been. I talked all week. She's in the Rumble. She's in the Rumble. She's in the Rumble. And the way they did this, I thought was much better. It, it literally served every purpose they needed it to. It protected the getting a a a wrestler like Oscar. And again, I, I don't mean that as a negative to to Ronda, but it gets somebody who's an established wrestler like Oscar that win, and then you still can also get Ronda debuting. Oh, we got a little loose ends here to tie up here, Jamie, and we're gonna we'll talk about Raw here a little bit. Jonathan Coachman is yes, back Coach on Yes, Coachman will be back on Raw. He's replacing Booker T. I'm not sure what's going to be worse. Because remember, Coach was not a good commentator. Uh, Coach was fine. He won, he won, and I don't know how much no. of an honor this is. No, he won the, Coach was a bad commentator. He won the Observer's Worst Commentator of the Year Award twice. Well, his heel his heel commentating wasn't great. I think he's going to be a babyface. You have Graves on he's the He's going to have to be. Well, you have Graves. Graves can be the heel. Coach can be the babyface. Babyface Coach will be fine. In my estimation, heel coach was trying too hard. Uh, by the way, uh, Stephanie, uh, you, you stick to your day job. Yeah, she seemed very nervous. It's again, but it's a announcing's tough. Like that's, a, I think it's a tough gig, and people don't always give a full. I have a full understanding of how tough that is on live television. She, she was nervous. She, she seemed. I mean, she came out. She seemed very. She started to get comfortable. She started to play back and forth I a know, little bit Cole, with Corey Graves. Cole hit her a couple of times with Stephanie. You know, kind of like leading her, yeah. and she didn't say anything a couple of times. And I went, yeah. oh, okay. Um, what else about this show tonight, Jamie? Oh, you got the Ronda stuff. Ronda stuff. I briefly mentioned Dudley Boys going to the They're Hall going of Fame, the Hall Fame which is awesome. There. Makes perfect sense. By the way, your Hall of Fame class right now is Goldberg and the Dudley Boys. Sign me up for that Hall of Fame speech night. Like I don't watch the Hall of Fame. I may watch this one. Yeah, it was, it was, it's going to be pretty good. Um, I'm 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 thinking, Jamie, we're getting some NXT call-ups tonight. That's what I'm looking for tonight and tomorrow. Uh, I think is looking at, at at who gets who's called up. Uh, I'm very intrigued by this. Uh, I'm I'm excited for Raw. Uh, I'm excited for SmackDown this week. This was an excellent, excellent weekend of pro wrestling. You can read all about that at FRSSlam.com. Two different types of articles. We have one from Jesse Bork, we've already named dropped on the show, about how WWE gave the fans what they wanted at the Royal Rumble. Yes, they which did. was Asuka and Shinsuke. They gave them what they wanted. 
And then Franklin Steele, who wrote a, basically an all-encompassing piece on the whole weekend, talked about the stuff that happened with the Bullet Club, talked about how uh, House of Hardcore, which had, a, from what I understand, a very excellent card this weekend as well, NXT, Royal Rumble. Uh, it was really a sh- an awesome week to be a wrestling fan, and that's kind of put a bow on it like that. As a wrestling fan, and I'm going to leave you with this hot take that I gave to Jamie before the show. As a wrestling fan, not as a mainstream fan, as a wrestling fan, the Ronda Rousey news might be the third or fourth biggest thing that happened this weekend. And that in and of itself is a weird thing to say out loud. Because of Nakamura winning the Rumble, despite it being, besides him being the odds-on favorite, besides him being the guy that everyone thought was going to win, it was still a shock to see him win. Then you, and I, we're going we're gonna to dance around this because people who didn't get spoiled earlier on in the show, I don't want to say too much, with what happened with the Bullet Club this weekend. And then you have Oscar winning and Ronda. You could make the case that the Ronda thing was the fourth biggest thing that happened this weekend. When you look at TakeOver as well with what Amos and Gargano was able to do. In terms of as a wrestling fan, Ronda debuting might be like the third biggest thing. So let, let's let's give out our grades for at least NXT TakeOver and uh, Warrior Rumble. NXT, is, A+. Plus. Yes, I give it an A+, plus as well. That was one of the best TakeOvers I've, I've seen with the best match I've seen in some time. Royal Rumble, A+. Plus. Yeah. I have... No complaints. Nope. I, and I think this is what's important. You, we've we spent a lot of time. We're, we're not. A, we are nowhere near as negative as most wrestling podcasts no, out there. But you are more negative than I am. Uh, y- yes, but it, it's more of it depends on it, and we always give reasons behind it. I think it's important that you give credit when you get the matches and you get the moments you wanted. And I would not even. Yes, there were there were a couple. You know, again, I didn't, the tag match didn't do much for me. But you know, you're always going to have slow matches. This was a, a phenomenal weekend of wrestling. WWE did an excellent job in the way that they booked. I could not be happier. I was extremely pleased with how everything went this weekend. So you were sports no entertained. I have no complaints. Yeah, and I should no be complaints commended for that. For the performance they put on all weekend, and what I'm anticipating is going to be a very interesting RAW tonight. Yep, I, I agree, Jamie. I mean, this was just an awesome uh, weekend of wrestling. Some people joked, you know, was Triple H booking the Rumble last night? It certainly had that flair to it. Uh, but awesome job all around by them. you got to give them credit because, honestly, their product, the main roster product, have been a little stale lately. This kind of hit the reset button and gave everybody a lot to discuss. So uh, I know we didn't talk too much about Raw tonight because there was a lot to recap here. But as always, guys, we will be back tomorrow on a Tuesday. We will talk about what happened on Raw tonight and preview SmackDown Live. We'll talk to you then, guys.